be yourself. The right people will be drawn to you and the right people will will move away from you. You know, having to mask who you are is exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Being true to yourself personally has been the best thing. to reaching your goals. My name is Hannah Herbst and I'm a certified leadership and career coach and a management consultant with an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. Reaching Your Goals is a career-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to find out what it takes to reach your goals. We will talk about anything from knowing yourself and leading with purpose to growing your self-confidence or becoming more productive whatever it takes to get one step closer to living a fulfilled professional life. My mission is simple, to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness and have some fun along the way. I'm joined by Lisa King today. Lisa is a speaker, author, mentor, trainer, to name just a few of her heads. Lisa is an advocate for self-mastery and self-love and previously took the TEDx stage with her Unmasking the True You talk. She now helps her clients at Valentine King to create lasting transformation in their lives by offering courses, workshops and mentoring. We will talk about self-love, self-mastery and focus on taking the mask off to bring the real you to your professional life. Lisa's personal story is very touching and she did go through a lot. At the age of 12, she's been sexually assaulted and later her partner took her own life. If either of these topics could be triggering for you, I suggest skipping the answer for the question about Lisa's milestones and what got her to where she is today. Lisa, I'm so pleased to have you here today. How are you doing today? I am really, really well, thank you. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of exciting things happening, which always lifts us, doesn't it? Gives us that energy. So, yeah, really good. And to get things started, I would like to ask you a few rapid-fire questions. Short questions, short answers. (laughs) Are you a morning person? Yes, very much so. What time do you get up? It's normally between sort of six and seven. Depends on how late I work the night before, what I've got ahead in the day. Sometimes I might have the occasional lay-in till maybe eight, but I know, right? I know, but I do love mornings. I'm, I'm energized. That's I'm very much a morning person. What's your favorite dish? Oh, I love Thai food. So it would have to be Thai-based. So something like a Massaman curry, something like not too spicy, spicy, but something with a bit of a kick, but yeah, definitely Thai-based. Nice. And I know that you are a former competitive football player. What's your favorite team these days? Oh, I'm a West Ham supporter because my uncle played for West Ham in England. So football's in my in my family. Um, but West Ham United, we're, we're not doing too well, actually, at the moment. <laughs> but I've supported them since I was five and I'm 51. So I can't, can't really switch now. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Exactly. <laughs> not exactly. on this one. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, West Ham, West Ham United. And how would your clients describe you in one word? Fun. Yeah. I like to bring fun to anything that I do. I love that. <laughs> and what is your favorite book? 
The book I always tend to go back to and read on a regular basis is actually Think and Grow Rich. Mm. It's a it's an older book, but also my mentor's book, Peter Sage, Inside Track. I'd say that that at the moment is probably my my go to because he's his story and the way that he speaks and the analogies he gives really cements understanding and teaching. So Inside Track by Peter Sage. I will look that one up. And what is your favorite social media platform? I do most of my social media on Facebook, but I'm exploring TikTok and mm -hmm. different things where I can be. I'm, I'm very fun. I love fun things. I've got no shame of doing mad things. <laughs> so I'm going to look to probably go more on Insta as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd say I'm mostly seen on Facebook, but it's going to expand massively now with new things that we're doing. And what does a fulfilled professional life mean to you? Joy. I get most fulfillment from seeing others create transformational change within their life. That brings me so much joy. So being fulfilled in my professional life is seeing, seeing the change and transformation in others, without a doubt. What is the most important quality in a leader? Integrity. For me, one of the biggest things is leading by example, also being vulnerable. And that's something that's quite challenging for leaders. But for me, vulnerability has become my superpower. It makes a leader, in my opinion, more approachable to be able to be open to being vulnerable to your, your team, to your staff, shows true authenticity and integrity, as far as I'm concerned. And to show your team that vulnerability can be a superpower for me is is a game changer and what do you need to be at your best sleep for me sleep is um, the one thing I really notice that can hinder my performance is when I my sleep is for whatever reason broken sleep so for me sleep is really important do you track your sleep I generally do it by how I feel physically but I mean I even sleep separate from my partner at times purely and simply because we have different clocks and we're both entrepreneurs so you know she'll if she's a night out I'm a morning person if we've got things that are really important like we've got deadlines we'll sleep separately which is re people find really strange and I'm like why sleep is the most important thing And you just mentioned that you're an entrepreneur. What is the thing you like the most about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. I'm I'm completely unemployable. And and I, I say that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm very much a team player. I'm very much a community player. But for me, I like to think outside the box. And when there are organizations that allow their staff to think outside the box, Brilliant. I, I completely love that and embrace it. It is getting a bit um, more open to that type of thing. But I've I've been an entrepreneur for decades now, purely because I would always come up with these ideas and, you know, it'd be all, we, you know, red tape this and red tape that. And thought, oh, no, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me. So I started my own business. Um, and I share now with, with companies say, look, Give your staff, let them be seen and be heard and value what they're doing. Let them think outside the box and they'll stay. 
And last question for the rapid fire. What is the best advice you've been given in your personal or professional life? Be yourself. Be yourself. The right people will be drawn to you and the right people will will move away from you. You know, having to mask who you are is exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Being true to yourself personally has been the best thing because it's grown my business into doing what I do now. But and my group is called Your True Self. And to deep dive in, could you tell us more about the milestones that led you to where you are today? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I grew up in a household that was, um, my dad was violent towards my mum. There was a lot of generational stuff going on. It's not a blame thing. That's the, the fact of the matter. That led to me having a lot of thoughts and beliefs around I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, which then had, was like a snowball going down a hill. So it started off as a child, not having access to a critical thinking, led me to create all these different beliefs about who I was and, and how that had impacted my family, etc. And I had, just to be really clear, unconditional love from my mum. You know, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be dead to be fair, right now, which you'll understand as I speak through. So I, I grew up around that. I um, was always putting masks on. It was like living a bit of a double life where I, I, there was a lack of safety. Regardless of what my mum did, there was a lack of safety at home. And that has a massive knock-on effect for people because it was, for me personally, it was as if I had to earn love and connection And that leads to you doing some really silly things as you get older. Um, I, will, I won't go into too much detail about the next thing, but when I was 12, um, I was assaulted by two people that I knew. I won't go into You can imagine what that means. Um, and that led to me drinking, which led to drugs, which led to making some really bad choices about things as I got older. What happened was I had two major health scares, nearly died at 17, broke my back, you know, nearly ended up in a wheelchair. So all these different things were, were happening. And then my 20s and 30s were repetitive patterns of not letting anyone close to me. Barriers were there. I was excelling um, at my sport, I would, you know, because that was my go-to. That was my escape from everything that was happening. And I was won many, many different things through sport. I was had amazing connection. And the catalyst for the big change for me was my partner took her own life. So, and it's actually the anniversary next week, um, 13 years. And we were really great friends. She was my best friend. She had a cancer journey. She got through that. She got through the cancer And, and the tumor was huge. It was the size of a grapefruit. They'd, their doctor had missed it. So they had to throw a lot of chemo and a lot of radiotherapy at her. The good thing was she was fit. So she was able to withstand it. So physically, she was great. She went back to normal, but as in went back to playing football, went back to life. Unbeknown to both of us, the mental health impacts it had were life-changing and yeah and um on the 24th of january 
2010. We had a conversation about our relationship because I was lost in the whole, all of the things that had been going on. So much had happened. And I said, I really need some space. I'm, I'm, you know, but we went to bed that night on the Sunday and we were talking about on the Monday, we'll go on holiday, we'll book holiday, let's go and have some space, let's have some time away. And on the Monday, she left what I thought was for work and the police knocked on the door on Tuesday, her body had been found. So she took her own life on that Monday, Tuesday. Um, and I know that the, the catalyst for that was that conversation. I, and, and the guilt linked to that uh, because Becky was, she worked for the England rugby team. She was, she did all motivational videos. It would be like me taking my life. She was positive. She was, you know, absolutely had a, a vibe for life. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized that it was actually the, the chemo and the radiotherapy that had done so much more damage than what we realized. It had helped in one respect, but mentally it had absolutely destroyed you know, had a massive knock-on effect. So that was the catalyst for me. Then I, I went on a year of self-destruct. And I and bearing in mind, I started drinking at 12. Now I had a lot of money. So I was able to do it in great degrees. And I was able to get a hold of things that, you know, uh, there was drugs involved. There was just madness. You know, how I'm alive and I haven't died by misadventure, I'll be really honest, was probably the love of my mum. Because if I would never put her through having to deal with that. So that was the, the journey. And then um, a year of self-destruct. And then I had a breakdown. And me being me, I had to do the full Monty. So I did emotional, physical, mental. I did the whole lot. So, yeah, so that happened. And literally at the lowest point of my life, I... I needed to make a choice because I, I either went back to the life of the drinking and the and the drugs and the life that everyone thought was, oh, Lisa, you've got such success. Because I had successful businesses. I was fun to be around. You know, I all of this. But it was a mask. I'd become an expert at wearing masks. So nobody knew, including me, that I was wearing masks. I never even realised. So they'd become such an unconscious behaviour that I was on autopilot all of the time without even realising. So that happened, and then I literally made the choice of, do I go back to that life, or do I take the time to reconnect with the Lisa before the masks? And I chose that. It was the harder route, but, oh, my God, was it worth it. It's the best thing I ever did was to, to go, and, I, and it's still ever-evolving, but the journey for me had to be around loving, learning to love me, all of me. Because I can be a grumpy sod if I'm, if I'm tired, I can be grumpy. And I love that now because I'm like, oh, there she is. Grumpy, come on, grumpy, get, get a power nap in. So, you know, and I love all of that now. And I love, I'm, and that's why I help people on the journey of, joy, fulfillment, and peace. Because once you do the inner work and love who you are, it doesn't matter what's going on in the outside world. Outer world will always follow inner world. And there you have it. 
they're the they're the milestones that led to me doing what I do now. I want to thank you for being so open and sharing it. It's so personal, and there are so many things that happen in your life that you are here now. And with the smile and with the strength and with that sparkle around you, it takes so much strength and courage. So I really want to applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, by sharing my story and by sharing my vulnerability very openly, I, I talk in schools, I, I share that. For me, on a professional level, people being able to talk and be seen and know that they can open up without someone saying, oh, they, they can't do their job because they've got this going on. It's like, no, help yes. them to be able to do more because they can speak and get it out. Hidden emotions has a massive impact on the body if people are not able to express it. You mentioned courage before a few times, and I also see that you've been very, very courageous. Where does the courage come from? And did you already have it when you were still wearing the different masks? But for me, the, the self journey was where I, I gained momentum as I went. So for me, it was, there were different areas of my life that I had more courage in and had more confidence in. But every expert was once a beginner. I needed to start doing those tiny, tiny steps. And one of my favorite quotes is by Lao Zhu is that, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. By doing those first steps, you get a little bit more confident, you get a little bit more, you know, you think, do you know what, I'm okay, I can do this. So for me, it's about, and I always teach people, you do little steps, little steps. I took um, a, a group of women up a mountain, well, it was mixed, so, uh, predominantly women up a mountain. And literally at the top, of the mountain, there were lots of boulders. And one of the women in particular, a really good friend of mine, she was looking at the very tops and I, there's no way I can do this. She was shaking with fear. There's no way I can climb it because they were boulders and rocks. So I said, look, see that groin, which is a, a formation of rocks. It's like a, um, like a milestone, like a, a space that they can measure. I said to her, look, get to there. And it was about a hundred meters away. Look, get to there. And then when we get to there, we'll look at... So literally, each she got to the very top and cried. But we did it, get to the first groin, we got there. Right, no looking at the top, just get to the next one. And that's how we did it. And that's how I believe that we, or anybody, is able to do things. But some people get very overwhelmed by looking at things that are way too big, way too far ahead... They compare themselves to somebody who's at stage 10 of their journey when they're at stage one. It's like if you don't run, you cannot run a marathon tomorrow, but maybe in a year or two from now. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's about, it's about saying, look, do what, what's right for you right now. So the courage for me grew and it grew and it grew. And the more that I could see how sharing my story and sharing openly the impact it had, because I'm a speaker, I have no fear when it comes to speaking now, at all, none. And that's because it's not about me, it's about them. You know, and I always say to people, and I teach speaking um, at times as well, and people say, how do you do it? How can you get on, on a stage in front of hundreds of people and talk about things that are so personal? But I've spoke about it many, many times, and I've made peace with it. When I first started speaking, I was in bits. 
But the more I got it out, the more I spoke about it, the more I was able to speak and and still there's now and again there'll be a tear very tiny but I'm okay with that because I can I can go to that place where the emotion is but I don't stay there I can remember what happened and the impact it had but I don't attach the emotion to the point where I'm a quivering wreck speaking about it but Becky will always be in my heart always on your website you're sharing your purpose and you say that I know that my life's purpose is to show others, by example, what is possible when you choose you. Yeah. And to me, it sounds like you're really living in your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And by owning who I am and taking responsibility, you know, there are, I, I made some really silly choices and I own that. I'm completely at peace with my past, but I do that because I live in my present. I live in the present day. I go back to the past as a reference, but I don't live there. I live in the present moment always. And by doing that, it's, it's a beautiful, it's all we have. It's all we have is where we are right now. And in your work today, I believe you focus on self-mastery and self-love. Yeah. What is actually self-mastery? There are many elements to mastering self many different elements so you know self-love is just a part of it but it's about being able to know who you are and why you're here and what it is that that's you know whether it's looking at values whether it's looking at all of those beliefs being able to understand who they are where they come from having compassion moving forward making a difference in the world and doing that by owning every part of you and literally being able to serve. When someone said to me years ago about serving others, I was like, hmm, okay, that's, that's okay. Now I get it. There are many different hats that I wear. The biggest one for me is, is self-love and self-mastery, without a doubt. And you were also mentioning initially I'm taking off the mask and how that is linked to vulnerability And what do you tell people who are scared of that? Because basically I'm thinking, no, I want to take the mask off and I link it back to the self-mastery and the self-love. Yep. So from the point of view, there are many different masks that people will wear and they'll come from many different places. But up until the age of seven, we, we do not have access to our cr critical thinking part of our brain. So the issue there is that, it, and it, it needn't be massive trauma. It could be the tiniest thing. It could be a comment that's made by a family member. It could be anything. But when you're young and you're, you have no access to that critical thinking, you create, we all, we've all done it, you create these beliefs and these thoughts about what it means about you. So we create that meaning. From there, the, you know, the, the, our language is crucial. The language, the things we say to ourselves has a massive impact. Thoughts become feelings, become behavior, you know, all the different habits that we have. So the biggest thing is to really connect somebody to who they truly are. And by doing that, it's about being curious about what they love. But, you know, and self-acceptance is massive. This isn't about saying You've got to be somewhere to be amazing. You're already amazing. But this is about topping up that amazingness 
you know, accepting who you are right here, right now is, is so important. Because if you turn around and say, oh, well, you've got to change to become this, you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not enough now. But you are. You are enough right now. What this is about is upgrading, maybe, you know, giving yourself that, that MOT of, actually, I am really amazing. What I want to do is I want to explore. I want to get curious. I want to go on an adventure to, to explore possibilities and fulfill potential. And that's what it's about. It's about saying to people, you are amazing exactly as you are right here, right now. What about looking and getting curious and seeing where your, you know, your life can take you if you add in this, 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 and this? I hear dreaming. Yeah. You know, and it's so important. And I won't go into my thoughts on, on the education system and, and <laughs> conditioning and programming. That's Two thumbs up. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, you know, and the same in, in professional life. It's about being a culture ad, not a culture fit. Embracing the people that will bring something to your culture that is outside the box, that brings a different way of thinking, that brings a different, you know, a different secret source. Totally. If I have a team with only the same type of people, they will all come up with the same idea. Yeah. And the thing is as well, businesses, whatever they are, you you will be more attractive to clients or other businesses if you are thinking outside the box. Because you'll still have that that structure and that function as you have it, but then you have others that that bring something different. You open the doors to so many more possibilities. And there's one more thing I wonder. If I have been wearing a mask for 20 years and now I'm willing to take that off, do I actually still know who is behind that mask? For me, I really didn't understand that I even had these masks on until I started to understand how the brain worked. how So it was very, a lot of them were unconscious, so I wasn't even aware of them. So you actually thought you were being yourself while you were wearing the mask? Yeah, I thought that's who I was because I was, because the behavior had been so ingrained. It's like driving a car. If you get in a car and you do it often enough, you become, it's autopilot. So they were autopilot habitual behaviors that became so ingrained that that's who I thought I was. I, I had no idea. But then how do you know if you wear a mask? Because when I, when I went back and I started to understand it, it wasn't that I was being incongruent with people. I'm, I'm still a really fun person to be around. It's just that now I, I'm not, not creating fun to get connection Whereas I felt like I might have to tell a bit of a joke or, or I needed to act a different way because that got me the connection that I wanted. And there was a, um, some significance in there as well. And there were, you know, trying to get connection through being significant was, was things that I did because that's what I, behavior I saw. I didn't understand where it came from. And being able to look back and go, wow, okay. So a lot of it is looking at what we're saying, looking at behavior, but a lot of it is our thinking. Once we understand that 95% of our thoughts are unconscious and only 5% of our thoughts are, are conscious, it's a game changer because we do, I'll share this with you. We do, um, and I'll share this for you. I know people can't see it. So in my hand is a rose quartz. I'm big into crystals. 
elephant. Okay, so you can see it there. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Now, Tina and I, part of what we do, and one of the best analogies that we do, if you imagine an elephant is your unconscious mind, okay, and 95% of our thoughts are from our unconscious mind. 5% are represented by the ant, which is our conscious mind. Now, if you've got, if you've got an elephant, which is running 1,000 times faster in one direction, unconsciously, and they're more disempowering unconscious thoughts like I had, it's going in one direction. You've got the ant sitting on top of the, the elephant saying to me, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to do this. It's a great idea. But the problem with that, my conscious mind is only 5%, and it's sitting on the top of the elephant that's going in the opposite direction, 100,000 times faster. Do you have a chance? No chance. And the moment people understand that and you start retraining this, that's why we give these to everyone we work with. If you would talk negatively to yourself, we say to them, carry the elephant. Talk negatively to the elephant. They can't. They, they're like, no, it's, it's a really cute elephant. We're like, right, but you're doing it to yourself. So there's many different techniques we use, but the ant and the elephant is a brilliant, brilliant way of being able to put an analogy and a real physical thing there saying, wow, okay, I get that. I can understand that. The ant's sitting on the top. It's a conscious mind going in one direction. But the problem is it's sat on the back of the elephant that's going a thousand times faster in a disempowering way. And if I want to tackle that, do I first need to understand if at all I wear a mask? And if so, what is the mask? And then they change how my subconscious mind works? Is that the order? And once you start helping them to understand how, you know, why, why everything's come about, how, how the brain works, how, you know, and, you, and what we do is we teach in a way that's relatable to, they can put their own situations to it. So the teachings are done in a way where, for example, with me, by literally me sitting there understanding how the brain worked, it isn't about going back to events and reliving them because that, For me, that's not always the right thing to do. As if you're like an outsider, right? Like you are seeing what's happening, but it's not you. You're kind of like putting a distance between you and your past you. Yeah. Imagine you're sitting, imagine you and say, say me, for example, and I've got a particular event in my life and I'm, it's, I'm in it. I'm in the emotion of it. I'm in there. All the different characters in this play are there. So I'm in this play of my life and this particular thing's happening And I'm sitting there. What, what we do is we say to people, right, take yourself. Still keep, you're still there. You're in the play. You're there. But now what, you, what I want you to do is you're also now sitting in the audience of that play and you're looking at it from a totally different perspective. You're now sitting there and you're able to take yourself out of the emotion of it because you're watching. So you're in the play. You, all the emotions there and you're seeing what other people are saying and what you're saying and how you're feeling. So you're able to watch it, but you're watching it, taking the emotion out of it. So you're watching it from the audience going in. And that way you can actually see behavior, what, you know, and you can look at it with a completely different meaning and perspective. So the first step then would be for, say, for listeners who really feel like maybe I should work on myself, get this better understanding on their behavior by becoming part of the audience, observer, to really see what they are doing and not feeling it in that moment. Yeah, and also be kind to yourself. 
we all we all in the heat of the moment whenever whenever there's loads of emotions we say things that we don't mean sometimes other people say things but look at it from by taking yourself out of that and looking at it from a different perspective it's like oh wow okay they were really stressed and when we're stressed we we literally lose access to different parts of us that would normally filter if somebody did not go through a very, say, dramatic situation, mm -hmm. so where should they take themselves? What I would suggest is when when somebody is, because we know if we're not particularly being true to ourselves, we do know, we do know, deep down, we do know. Because if you have to change who you are around people, as in who you truly are, and if you have to change your personality or change Anything about you around people and in different places, start there. Because the moment you have to put a mask on to who you are, okay, and we all we all have situations where there might be people where we think, oh, you know, this particular work colleague or this particular friend, you know, this this is how because remember, nobody can make you feel anything. That we we have control of that. But if you have if you're getting a negative vibe from something, I would start there. I would start at anything that where you have to change who you are, where you have to dull yourself down, where, you know, whatever capacity you're looking at, I would look there first. And remember, it's not, go into it being open-minded, not open-minded where gullible, naive, open-minded. I mean, open-minded, skeptic, where you're questioning things. And questions are the steering wheel of the mind. If you go into something where you say, why is this happening to me? But you're in victim mode. You're, you're in victim mode. Look at it and ask yourself more empowering questions like, okay, how is this situation impacting me? How am I feeling in this situation? And ask yourself the right questions because then it will take you to the right part of the brain that's going to give you those answers, not back into autopilot. Because if you ask yourself the same questions, you're going to get the same answers. And when you do that, should you then scribble down your answers or how do you do that? Always. Always. Journaling for me has been one of the most impactful things. And we, we teach that a lot. And, I, you know, at Valentine King, it's all about self-mastery. I've also got an, another um, element of what I do, which is called Your True Self, which is the self-love element. And it's journaling and writing and, and brain dumping is a massive part, massive, because you're not going to remember things. So by writing it down, you know, you then have literally a log of, wow, okay, that come from there. And sort of sharing with yourself the the impact it made You can go back and say, actually, yeah, that was phenomenal. I'm going to do that again. Or, no, that, that didn't have the, um, the impact I really wanted. I'll try something a bit different. We learn more from our mistakes than we do from our success. I certainly have. People might be scared when they take the mask off and it's their true self and then yep. people don't like them. Because yep. if you don't like my mask, fine, it's just a mask. But what if you don't like me? Let's say, for example, and it happened to me, I had a massive friend circle. And when I was the Lisa that was out clubbing and partying and, you know, spending all the money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's great. The moment it was Lisa that, that had the troubles and that had, and I'm not saying everyone, that I had some amazing people that, that were there. 
But then once once it was a different story, the right people left my world and created amazing space for some of the most beautiful souls to come into my world. The loss of connection really was quite upsetting at times because some of these people had been in my life 20, 30 years. I had to value who I was. I had to value my worth. And on the journey, the right, you know, those that, that matter don't mind, but those that mind really don't matter. Because if you, if you are constantly wearing a mask, the one person that will always lose out is yourself. So if people are uncomfortable with it or, or they're not growing with you, that's on them. You're not going to change people. Let, let, leave them be wherever they are and be happy for them. But you have to grow. We're here to grow. It's a growth-centric life, you know. And I lost a lot of people along the way. But, oh, my God, the people that have come into my life has been – there are no words, no words. And it's the best thing I ever did. One of the hardest – one of the hardest because you're used to people being in your world. You're, and a lot of them for me was I was outgrowing them. I was, I didn't want to be around some of the crap they were talking. You know, some people I was around, all they were doing were, were talking about other people or negative, negative. I'm like, wow, my level of consciousness had gone from to me, perhaps to me, victim mode, to, well, actually, I'm going to go to the next level of consciousness, which is by me. I'm going to make things happen by me. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to get it done. And, and I don't visit to me anymore. I'm not at to me, so I'm not vibrating at that level. And it's not a criticism of people that are stuck in victim mode because they don't know how to be here. And they feel familiar there as comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah, so it's not I'm – not, um, I'm not knocking them. But what I'm saying is they they – they, they don't know how to be any different. But I'm, I'm not here to help everyone. I'm here to help the people that want to help themselves. You know, for people that want to stay stuck in, in by me, uh, to me, sorry, and everything happens, okay, that's fine. I, I wish you well, but I'm, I'm not going to be around the energy. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to help those that were like me, that were in to me, everything that want to go to buy me, that then want to go to where I am, which is through me. Everything happens through me. That's where the peace is. That's where the joy is. That's where the fulfillment is because life isn't a struggle anymore. And we said initially that we need to have work environments where people feel empowered to take off their masks. Absolutely. And I think we drove home the point that this is the place to go. And if I'm a team leader, what can I do to create an atmosphere that my team feels comfortable being themselves? Be comfortable with yourself first. Role model? Yeah, because if, for example, you have, as a leader, you, I can pick up on somebody's energy. If, so, if I know somebody's not being congruent with their message, I can feel it. People can feel when somebody is being true. People can feel when, because it doesn't matter what somebody says. Anyone can speak out of their mouth. But if, but if you can feel that somebody is being their best to be congruent, even if, even if they're having challenges with it, the fact that they're embracing being congruent with their message, 
as a leader is fantastic because everyone will have a journey in leadership. There'll be certain areas of leadership you'll find more challenging, but if you're open about that, then people in your team will know, well, it's okay because, yes, there's going to be challenges with this, but be open. And the more congruent you can be as a leader, your team will see that you are literally so congruent and you are in full integrity, even if the challenges are there for you, the respect, the the bonding of teams we found has been phenomenal by the leader leading with vulnerability and openness. It's a game changer. And I know I say that a lot, but I love it. <laughs> I love, because it, it is, and, and, and it's really... Um, I'm not going to use the word hard because I'm very big on language, but when when you see the difference it makes to teams, you know, leaders have to lead, but it's how you lead. And, it, you know, you still need to be that leader at times. You still need to, to do and say certain things. But if you can do it from a place of what you're saying is for the good of all and you're saying it in a congruent way with full integrity, the respect levels change instantly. That's what we've found. And the difference from team members that have spoken about their leaders when that happens, it's... I can say it for you, it sounds like a game changer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And two more questions. What's coming up next for you? So we have got our event. That's the 30th and the 31st. And will you do that also again at a later date? Absolutely. And we're also going to delivering online sessions. We've got new programs coming out. We've got a new six-week program coming out. So we do our own things, our Valentine King things, our Your True Self, many elements. But most of it is our programs, our live events, Uh, you know, all of this, and, and we're rebranding, which is great. So, we're re so the website that is there currently, all of it's changing. So it's, it's, it's really exciting times, really exciting. And last question, who else should I have on the show? There is, I would personally say my partner, but I will, because her story is absolutely phenomenal. And she has a really fun way of leading. So Christina Valentine is my partner. Um, We generally tend to do podcasts when one of us goes on. The moment people hear our stories, they want the other one on. So it's <laughs> so. Can you introduce us afterwards? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I would also a lady that I would also, um, from the point of view of leadership, is a lady called Tracy Hill from the Proud Company. She's somebody who has gone from being in a leadership role in corporate to literally creating and her vision for what she's creating is phenomenal. Perfect. There are many more I could recommend, but I would definitely say those. Thank you. And for everybody who is intrigued, wants to stay in touch with you, work with you, where do they find you? So it's either through Valentine King, Valentine for love, King for mastery, love and mastery. Can, it's written in the stars, I think. Um, so through Valentine King, I also on Facebook have a Facebook page called Lisa King, Your True Self. And I will add the links in the show notes so that we have that. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was so inspiring and I think I will be thinking about this one for quite some time. 
Noel, thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. And the questions were great. And so it makes the conversation flow really easily. So I've loved it. So thank you. so much and now she's using it to create positive impact i love that i applaud her for that and taking off the mask is one of those topics that's coming up again and again in my coachings and the moment my coaching clients they take off their mask i see the most beautiful version of themselves and i would like you to get closer to that as well there are different things that go into that journey, like knowing your values, knowing your purpose. But one is also to observe your behavior in situations when you are not yourself. And to do that, journal in the third person. Basically, you would write, Hannah is doing this, Hannah is doing that. And I bet you, you will find something surprising about your behavior. And if you write about your learnings, please feel free to tag me at Reaching Your Goals podcast or at Delegate. And of course, if you like the content of this episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. This way, you will get the next episode in your inbox when it drops on Tuesday. With that, we are one step closer to reaching your goals. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.